0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. We drink tequila, we talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. All
0: right, we're getting going. I'm so glad you could make it. I know, it's nice, right? (laughs) Okay, everybody, welcome to Team Tequila Talks your regular host, Cassandra gina and Sherri who is mixing up a citrus smash for us, and our special guest, Amy Jordan, and she Hello. founded... Pol- it's not just a Pilates company. I don't want to say just Pilates because that's really grossly underselling it. Yes. <laughs> that, that's true. It's true. So it's Wunderbar and uh, that's actually when I first met you forever ago. I was pregnant. This is almost a decade ago now and you were also pregnant and I was taking your pregnancy class. Right?
2: We were working out together. While yeah. We were making
0: humans. We were very busy. Yeah. <laughs> very Women are multitaskers, right? I yeah. yeah. So There's the I, I mean, Wunderbar is an interesting concept because it's not just your stereotypical Pilates. I feel like you, as an entrepreneur, looked at the basics of Pilates and said, "Hold on, I want to do more with this. Yes. I want to add to it. I want that this alone is great, but it could be so much more." I, that's exactly
2: the approach I took because I loved Pilates. I loved the anatomy of movement. Cheers, Cheers as Cheers. we get the background on Bar mm-hmm. with Amy here. Yes. I loved the quality of movement and the functionality of it, but I was so damn bored, so bored.
0: Pilates can be slow. It can.
2: Super traditional Pilates it can get
1: really, and sometimes some teachers can get really repetitive.
2: It's and it's easy to fall into that cadence, and I understand that. But I really wanted to bring this like high energy, fun experience to the equipment, to the approach of Pilates. But then I didn't have the floor space in my studio to do so. To have a wounded chair, to have a ballet bar, to have a reformer, to have a jump board. So, I made my
0: own. There and you go. <laughs>
2: sketched it on an airplane and then created and patented my own machine called a Windiformer. And it really, the whole idea is to take these beautiful apparatuses of Pilates and making it into a Swiss Army knife, a Pilates machine. So it's efficient for floor space as well as class flow, so you don't get bored, to your point, right? right. It's So you never know, am I starting on the jump board today, or the window chair, or the reformer, or the ballet bar? Where are we going to go from here? And it's different every single class you take.
0: And age. I think traditional Pilates, too, can be really great for if you, if you want to get a good stretch and for sort of paying attention to some of your postural m- muscles and lengthening out. But... I have noticed that like I'll burn more calories from yoga sometimes just because you're, you're, you're really doing bigger movements and regular Pilates a lot of times is lacking that cardio component. For sure, and that's something that we bring into
2: it to elevate the experience and get your whole body working and compound movement the whole time head to toe. So on our schedule, you see there's no abs and ass class. There's no legs class because it's full body, head to toe, dripping in sweat, get out the door. We only have 45 minutes, go on your way.
1: Perfect, because I do think sometimes, I know for me, if I do a really, really I can make a Pilates class really hard for myself because I've been doing it for years now but sometimes I do have to go for a walk or I do a quick little come home and do a quick little 10 minute cardio burst something to get that sweat out so I think it's really cool that you're version of Pilates, because I think there's Legree, and then like you would be like an offshoot of Legree,
2: no? No, we're, we're a totally different approach. Just a whole different where, approach, okay. Where Legree would be, I would classify more as a fitness oriented, and Sebastian is a friend of mine, and he's the first to say, it's not Pilates, it's Legree, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> I think he trade marks that written, no right. Doubt, is, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. And then you have traditional Pilates over here, so I feel like what Wunderbar does is bridges the gap, so it's not just kind of fitness pounded out without any, you know, kind of methodology, but it's more about really infusing the integrity of Pilates, that functional movement, into a fun, high energy environment that could be compared to SoulCycle or any other kind of group energy, right. sweat, class, okay. you know, not just
0: the people that are more, you know, close to us in the space. Right. I remember I lived right down the street from, was it, your, it wasn't your first studio, was it? Was it? it was the flagship Woundabar. the I had right? other
2: studios that were um, associated with a different brand, but they, the Woundabar in Studio City was the flagship studio. It was, wow. and I used to live mm-hmm. right down the
0: street, and I'm not a morning person, and when I was pregnant, I was sleeping like 15 hours a day. No way. I, I never got super sick. But I definitely was out for the count, sleeping like an insane person. And I would set my alarm. I think that pregnancy class was at like nine a.m., ten a.m. It wasn't even that early, and I would roll out of bed and just <laughs> like power walk down the street. And I already like had that elevated Sweat. that right. elevated heart rate there when I was go, walking yeah, in the door. Great, sure. and that was you know, that was an excellent routine for me.
1: I think nine o'clock for I know like month six, seven, nine o'clock was way too early for me. But in the, in my yeah. first two trimesters, I was like up at five fifteen. I don't know like why. Ready to go, ready I think I, I was waiting for something to happen. I think I was like, "Ooh, what's going on what's down there? Let me look now? in the mirror. Right. Let, me, let me eat my oatmeal. Let me do all these things." But I feel like month seventh, eight, nine, I was noon yeah. one, just sleeping. I, I w- just I was up early teaching Pilates. Okay. I, I cannot believe <laughs> you were doing that with a whole human. I
2: taught until two
0: weeks before I delivered. Taught oh. and took class.
2: I don't know that I recommend it, but I did it. <laughs> That's one
0: thing that they always say. Okay, so one of the things that I was going to ask about the pregnancy thing, you you are an expert in this, obviously. You've had two kids. You've been pregnant twice. And you also are an expert in movement and how the body works. Hours and hours and hours of training, right? Yep. And they always say with pregnancy that you shouldn't try anything new. But if you are a runner, keep running and If you are into Pilates or weightlifting, take precautions, but you can keep doing those things because your muscles are trained to do those things and you're not trying something new where you're going to hurt yourself or whip your hips in a weird position. Do you generally agree with that? I feel like it's a really important and powerful time
2: in your life. And so I think whatever movement supports you emotionally and physically is the movement to lean into, even if it is something new. Because if you're in... You know, an expert's hands, for example, a brand new pregnant person could walk in and I can take really good care of them on the spot. And it's happened before I've done it. And I don't know that in my own experience that it felt great to do things like running, things that were creating a lot of impact. And if that works for you, that works for you. But I really feel like it's about understanding the kind of energy and, and sense of your own self as you're moving and as you're creating a human, because that is going to go into your baby's DNA. And so I believe that it should be a really positive and powerful and supportive experience for you. And that's what we really provide to our Wunda Mamas.
1: See, that's really awesome because I know there was a WNBA player. I think it was Maya Moore is her name. And she, I might be wrong on that, but I'll double check that. She played into her seventh month. Wow. And no one- In the WNBA. In the WNBA. And when I'm telling you, she had probably one of the best post-seasons and my husband was just like, "This girl is set." I was like, "She just had a baby." We just watched her game a couple <laughs> months. I'm like, what? I'm like, "Oh, she probably didn't have the baby." Because like, and then she was, she just got her jersey baggy and, and sagged her pants a little. She was crossing over girls, doing layups. I was just like, I just think sometimes when you're super active to begin with, your body craves. I know when I was pregnant, I had to move five, six days a Absolutely. week. Absolutely. If I That's sat essential. on my butt, my back would hurt. My I would get shoulder 100%. my neck. It's like I had to keep going otherwise I would probably I was feeling stiff.
2: Yeah. Well your body is like if you think of it like a car you don't park a car in the garage for you know a month, 6 months and expect it to work well. It needs to be driven around. It needs to be moved. It needs to be conditioned and that's the way I look at movement that it's an essential part of our lives and not something that's like an option like oh I don't like working out. It's like, well, you have
1: to move your body if you you want it to. Something that works for you. Everyone, there is something for everyone. There's something for everyone. Absolutely. I
0: have. I mean, I've I've got a friend that's like, I hate exercising, but she will walk for multiple hours a day. Sometimes, amazing. Just walks, and she's she's like, "This is my only thing that I like to do. I am Mm -hmm. not interested in picking up a weight. I don't want to run. I don't want my heart rate up above a certain. I don't like being sweaty. But as long as you're physically active, that's. I mean walking is kind of like a baseline of physical activity
2: absolutely and it's going to be so good for everything including your core because you're finding that balance balance and that forward momentum it's great for cardiovascular health Mm -hmm. and the way that my mentor always said it is that you breathe with your legs and you walk with your lungs and so mm. it's because it's all combined. There's no, there's no such thing as slicing it up and saying, like, well, she's not doing a core workout. Well, yeah, she is.
0: I was just going to say, you don't even have to be able to walk. We just went, I went to Wimbledon and we watched the, um, I, I mean, I don't actually know the official term for it if it is. Paraplegic, or if it's the wheelchair, it was the wheelchair finals. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they have a full Wimbledon tournament, and everybody's in a wheelchair, and they are whipping it. I know. And they are in better shape than I am, and I feel like I I feel like I'm pretty physically active, but I feel like they could wipe the floor with me. Oh, absolutely.
1: I think the science behind walking over the years, has gotten a lot more specific. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why they say the 10,000 steps a day for cardiovascular health. I mean, it's... it's it's, That's a lot, by the way.
0: It is. It is a lot. Actually, 10,000 steps is actually a lot. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this until I started wearing my Apple Watch and and going, oh, I'm going to pay attention to my steps now because I've always been super active. So I never thought that I had to pay attention to my steps. And even on days where I was going and knocking out a 350-calorie workout, and you know making dinner and going to pick my daughter from school and stuff i get to the end of the day and be like how is this only five thousand steps this is bullshit I,
1: <laughs> I have to go on a I hike anymore. to nail it <laughs> yeah. or do some dance cardio because then you're kind of hopping around and dancing a lot doing a lot more steps but they say now for um three to five days a week walking with a weighted backpack is a game changer that's a, it's that's just interesting. It's new science. It's new science. And it's basically. That's why all these kids are in shape, huh? Because they're doing it anyway, right? They're walking. Well, my daughter does like 17,000 steps oh, of a day. She and I was like, I, I would look at her apple. 10 emeralds like, around,
0: and it says, she, <laughs> she's like, yes, close to her, right. her ring. <laughs> she's close. I'm like,
1: girl. She's like tiny little thing. But um, if you put like three to five pounds in just a backpack, even while you're walking around the house with your leg weights or arm weights, they're saying just that extra. You have to get off the couch. The extra stuff that you do for your heart is, like, amazing. And the new science about it is, like, great. They're, like, all these athletes. I was watching some of the Clippers on um, NBA TV. They were doing the dunes in uh, Manhattan Beach, mm-hmm. and all of them had on the backpacks. Oh, and I was like, don't oh, the backpacks. They have sl- slates of metal in them.
0: Okay, well, speaking of the science, what are we
1: drinking, Sherry? Ooh, we are drinking a very citrus. What is it? A very citrus smashed margarita yeah yeah a very citrus smashed margarita because we didn't have to juice anything it's we literally muddled everything it's the easiest quickest thing we cut up some lemons i mean limes we cut up some oranges grapefruit we have a little mint in there muddled it together threw in some anejo and we shook it up boom mint on top perfect it's amazing
0: yeah it's um it's really good i'm a big fan of mint in general We've got our grapefruit, which we've already gone in depth uh, in previous episodes about the benefits of grapefruit, lime, orange, and mint. Mint is the interesting thing here, because I think that the world in general doesn't talk enough about micronutrients, right? So we've got all of these things that are just as important as your protein and your fats and your carbs. You need to really also get into your electrolytes, especially as physically active people it's not just, oh, am I getting enough sodium and potassium? You're also talking about selenium and magnesium and chromium and all of these things that are going to help balance out your body for both your gut, your mental health, and your recovery, hydration especially. So mint is actually a bit of a, of a, of a wonder herb and it's... And it's, it's delicious. It's delicious. delicious. It's got... It's really heavy in chlorophyll, which, as indicated by the very green leaves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but a lot of people don't know that there are a lot of benefits to chlorophyll. It's a master antioxidant. And really the great thing about mint, too, specifically, it actually helps with scent. So, they, like they say, like you know, the functional medicine mm-hmm. people say, like if, if you're a little funky, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. gotta, like you gotta put rub some, it on your pits. You gotta, you can rub it on your pits. Oh, you can rub no, it in your hands time if tips. you get sweaty Look, palms. If
1: you have a, a spontaneous happy times and you meet a very lovely <laughs> partner, maybe you put some Whoa. mint in your purse and well, give it just a little in squicks. case. <laughs> I haven't
0: tried that. That <laughs> might burn a little. It'd be no, minty no. fresh. Don't no, just hold the Maybe report back. Minty fresh. We'll let you try that one, sure. But it's it's there are a lot of benefits. It's too mint and one of the ones that we just learned about which was really interesting obviously a very common sign right now of um a common as a a common sign of the times i guess is people that have long covid we've heard that people with covid can lose their sense of smell and taste and also the medication that they are giving patients with covid now as that is developing can really leave a metallic taste in your mouth Mm. as does Chemo, yes, and uh, it really sucks when you are already feeling under the weather, feeling shitty, or you're ill, and then you can't enjoy your food, and that is just such an it's it's just such a buzzkill and an appetite killer, and it can really bring you down when you can't find comfort in something that is a basic human need. Yeah, and I
1: think there's how many taste buds, thousands of like these things on your tongue that are basically like cells on your tongue, mm-hmm. and it, they're called taste papillae. And yeah, those are the little. thousands thousands of sensory organs which is why they say you know hand to mouth like a food addiction you just keep trying to get those things tickling in there but i do think when you're sick or super just like famished to not be able to taste like garlic onion the things that make food great would probably be like spice and stuff. my sister couldn't taste garlic after she had covid for like nine months so
0: the mint doesn't magically make you
1: it well, doesn't reactivate yeah. your
0: taste buds. No. However, it can help cancel out that metallic taste. And I think it helps with nausea, too. It does. right? It does. We so were going to get there, yes.
2: For those of you who don't know who I'm a new friend for, but I battled cancer during covid and I didn't have any appetite, but I will say that mint was one of the things that didn't create more nausea after really intense chemo. And it did help with that metallic taste out of your mouth because that is a real thing. I didn't, didn't know what to expect. Everyone's side effects are going to be different, but for sure that helped. And it was one of the few things that wasn't something that you were just like oh my god get that out of my space and that was a really helpful tool for chemo and then I wish I had even thought of it because I lost my taste for a very short time when I Mm -hmm. had COVID but well the mint
0: is there are a couple benefits I'm gonna say benefits of not just consuming mint but using mint Mm -hmm. is that it's super readily available and if you plant mint either in a planter on a balcony or in your yard it will grow like a weed
1: you You will have
0: so so much much it grows so easily and mint tea is the easiest thing to do because all you have to do is cut the stems you don't even have to take off the leaves or anything you just grab a handful of shrubbery and put it in boiling water and you just muddle it You yeah. you can with you don't honey, even have to you lemon. can also just you can massage yeah. the leaves with your hands to get the oils, and it's right? gonna it's the oils and it's gonna break down um when you break open those those leaves they're going to release that molecular structure all of those benefits of the chlorophyll and the smells why when you rub it too much your hands are going to turn green mm. right mm. so that is the chlorophyll coming out and doing its magic and its mother nature's its mother nature's i don't want to say medicine but supplement it is. I was yeah, saying, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I look at it that they way they say yeah. it
1: decreases breastfeeding pain it helps brain function i thought that was cabbage leaves right oh, uh, is, is that I still d- a thing <laughs> it was for me <laughs> i did i did banana leaves i was in canada i couldn't find cabbage i was like banana i saw I banana don't think leaves. that's
0: how it works sure i don't I, think I don't you know. I just <laughs> I, a I, I, I found an oak
2: tree <laughs> I,
1: and <laughs> i got
0: some leaves well poison ivy. i was, <laughs> what's I, this like,
1: shaving <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm itching <laughs> But I do, when th- I, mean, I was sick as a kid, my grandma, I was raised with my grandmother. She was very old school. So I was not allowed a lot of like, remember Robitussin? Like they just, everything mm. was like Robitussin. She was like, no. Well, it Mint. has so much dye and garbage she, in it. And like the smell of it and the taste of it. She was like, kids should not be drinking things that are so repulsive. She's right.
0: She is yeah. correct. I yeah. mean, I, I love the brand Genexa because yes. they have, when you, ha- they're realistic. They know that if your child has a 104 degree fever, it's time to give them something. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe, I, I wait till there's a threshold. Told because the fever, especially for children, is just your body doing yeah, its, its thing. It's doing its job to get rid of the illness. But so if you want to make it, it through the night and not have to go to the emergency room, sometimes we have to, sometimes we have to take medicine. It yeah. is what it is. And we're yeah. really grateful that we have that. But Gen X is amazing because they don't actually put extra dyes or sugars. That's awesome. And I have to say that um, my my daughter can even tell the difference. She's like, am
1: I going to get the good
0: one or the funky <laughs> yeah. tasting
1: one? Just because it kind of tastes neutral. That's Skylar. I give her the one for uh, upset the upset tummy one. And then she's just like... Cause she likes the gummies, so like cheese. the candy tasting ones. But, oh, like like but what yeah. are we
0: doing that we're conditioning our kids to expect medicine to taste like candy? Yeah, it's supposed it's to silly. taste bad, so you don't so want you don't to want have it. Exactly,
2: that so it's true. not something interesting to you. So true. Sure. Well,
0: the other great thing about mint in general is it's well, it's great for the whole family, but uh, <laughs> but you can stick it in a pitcher of water and just let it sit in your fridge. You know, you take some filtered water and you pop the full mint leaves. It's actually better if you don't muddle and smash them up because then you don't really have to have a strainer. Mm. And the leaves themselves are going to just... Your water might turn a hint green, but that's what you that's want. That's cool, yeah. Spot water. It's like yeah, a, right? like a cucumber for mm-hmm. some fancy. extra hydration. get fancy at the Jordan household. Yes. <laughs> and it's the easiest thing. You walk out, you grab a handful from your garden, you stick it in your pitcher. And mint's also not expensive if you don't have that availability and you can do it in a planter on a balcony. It's not that you need a garden to do cuz it, it right. is quite easy to grow. Yeah. But it tends to be relatively inexpensive when you go to the grocery store. Oh, bad. I you can grow some huge. You can. That's yes. Definitely. I I actually suggest a big planter, like a big pot, yeah. because if you have it in a big area, it will spread. And it does turn into a bit of a weed. So you need it in a place that's relatively contained. Okay. Like maybe if you have, in your front yard next to your front door, you've mm-hmm. got like one little strip of, you know, so, something it. like Cute. that. You but you don't just want to toss cones. it next to the grass. And you can like.
1: put it, my girlfriend has hers in like the tower, like right. where it tells it to grow. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, those, like, like a wooden climbing wooden vine kind of vertical. Thing. Yeah, it's like a little wooden thing her husband built, and so it can't grow out. It, you can control the grow. Right, control. Like, yeah, just get a little like, wooden planter thingy.
0: This is also a really fun, we went very easy on the sugar because we used just some pure uh, agave syrup, Mm -hmm. agave nectar, sorry. We just used some pure agave nectar and just a dash per serving because we think that the fruit kind of speaks for itself. These these oranges are so So juicy. These are from my uh, tree in my front yard. Um, So juicy. And so it didn't really need a ton of sugar, However, sometimes with kids, if they're conditioned to sweeter juices, it's okay if you use a little bit more orange, a little less grapefruit. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can you can make this as a fun summer mocktail for your kids. Or, you know, we mentioned if you're recovering from covid and you've lost your taste or maybe if you're going through chemo, you probably don't want to be drinking. So this is (laughs) no, you don't. But this is an amazing option as a mocktail as well, Mm -hmm. that you can really enjoy the ritual of drinking, if you normally drink,
2: that you might be missing. When it gives them something fun to drink that's not a soda, that's not some
1: garbagey juice or any, you know, juice boxes, all the things that they want, but just aren't good. Correct. Yeah. I do agree. You know, I think when I was younger, my grandma would give me mint. Tea, so I used to have this like, thing. What you know, when you're a kid and someone tells you you have to take something, mm. then you develop. Like, I hate, I used to hate avocados like when I was in middle school, I hated avocados. You're a California girl, that's blasphemy. We it had an avocado tree.
2: somebody kick her out.
1: I know, <laughs> but you know, when you're like seven, eight, and every time you eat breakfast, there's avocado on your plate, it's just it's just like nasty to me because she didn't put salt and pepper on it, just like just taste the land, taste the this. And I'm like, it was a kind of bland, it's kind of bland avocado by itself for it a seven year old. I don't like an
0: avocado by itself. I got to be real. I can eat it with salad dressing. (laughs) I will report you both. I could do an avocado. I mean, I'm not a huge bread person, but occasionally I'll do an avocado toast and I can do that. I love like just salt, pepper, lemon, and chili flakes. Mm -hmm. Amazing. But again... I'm a big sauce and spice girl. So to me, basically everything is a vessel for right. sauce and spice. <laughs> it's
1: a spoon. How can I add more of this like ranch on here? I least... ranch with a passion. Well, well you know, the good, the good ranch. That, or, then I'm going to get the... kicked out of Texas for Red saying Red that. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Texas card is revoked. No, but the good ranch. I buy chosen food. I'm not chosen food. I buy the good no dairy ranch. It's
0: super easy to make. Yeah, it is. It's super easy I to make. I, don't I don't... like the Primal Kitchen one primal because theirs is all no dairy. Primal Kitchen. Okay. You don't? Well, isn't you know seasoned enough? <laughs> to each their own, yeah. though. I prefer to make my own. I Well, I usually make my own, but when I we travel a lot for, yeah. for work. Yeah. So a lot of times I like to have something in the pantry for right when we get back. That makes because sense. Because we do grow our for own sure. lettuce, onions, tomatoes, and stuff in the garden. I've had them delicious. Yep. I can attest to them. Yep. And I like to, and I have got some proteins in the freezer, and I love when we get home saying, I'm just going to whip up something quick for dinner because yeah. we just had a long travel day. I like being able to just say, here's a quick salad, a little bit of protein and maybe some veggies from the freezer. And that makes my life a lot easier. I, I'd say 90% of the time make my own dressings. Mm, And once you learn how to make a basic vinaigrette, the sky is the limit. And you'll never
2: go back. Like every once in a while, I'll grab a bottle of dressing like, oh, this actually looks delicious. You know, they'll do a nice little marketing job Mm -hmm. on me.
0: And then I grab it and I'm like, oh, God it goes in the garbage, well also you, you know? have to still even at Whole Foods sometimes you have to check the ingredients because mm, even sugar. if they don't Shush. have xanthan gum and all like even if at Whole Foods they don't have the really bad chemicals they still have a lot of extra sugar or maybe soybean oil which you don't want to do from it's a, a rape hormonal seed, standpoint rapeseed oil they'll,
1: they'll yeah. put that in there mm-hmm. I mean I make mine I put it in the fridge um, I started doing that in college because I was like broke and it was just cheaper to buy some olive oil and some garlic yeah. and some oregano it's more sustainable and too. bigger yeah
0: it is it is and then you go from there and you can just really take different spins on it. I made one um, last night. I did a summer lemon salad, and I, because I bought mint for this drink and it came in a huge thing that was a
1: big vat because of I got mint. back and
0: I got I like, back and um so and our we, we have a certain section that I that we're replanting for some late summer veggies with the California heat and everything so the mint in our garden was not available we only hunt basil and it's not quite the same mm-hmm. um so I bought some mint and I actually cut up a lot of the mint with arugula and parsley and did this um sauteed lemon salad oh, with yum. a shallot vinaigrette mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. Learn how to make that basic vinaigrette, which you can, we could, we could tell you how to do it, but you also have Google at your fingertips. Not you, you know how to do it. Yeah. I just am by you, I mean those of you listening to us. Learn how to make your basic vinaigrette, and then really just start playing with it because you're just going to feel so much better it's so much cleaner and then and you, you feel like you've got this really cool party trick up your yes, sleeve you absolutely do. you do i agree i make a good raspberry vinaigrette mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. get creative with whatever you
2: have in your fridge whether it's lemon or shallot or raspberries and that's the to me that's the fun part of it if you know how to make the base 100% and then whatever you have you can get inspired and i look at it as you know like a way
1: to like a creative outlet
0: so right. when you're feeling creative and inspired do you come up with inventions all
1: on your own like the <laughs> windacore <laughs> COVID was a long two years, guys.
2: I <laughs> had a lot of time to sculpt. I literally sculpted the Wundacore, my new product launching in September. I sculpted it out of clay on my daughter's Barbie doll.
0: Okay. Nice. So, so was your it Barbie-sized or was
2: it? It was Barbie-sized at first. No, the first one I have like fits in between your thumb and your index finger. It's
0: tiny. Oh. It's made of clay. It's actually really that cute. That seems like it would be harder to make than one that is... Life size. Life size because are you did you have special was, tools?
2: No oh no in my fingers, like we rolled it out like a snake. Like we were in kindergarten. Wait, huh? so
0: what made you think of this?
2: So one of my one of my clients came to me and said, You know, we take a meeting and I was like, Sure, you know, and thinking, Oh God, she wants to franchise. We don't franchise, but okay, you know, I'll be I'll be polite. I like this woman very well, I'll take the meeting. And she said, You know, I'm in the product space, we just sold our company and now we are working with entrepreneurs to bring product ideas to life. And I thought, oh, that's now we're talking. Like, now that's really interesting to me. And she said, I'd love to help you. And so her name's Lauren and her partner, Sam, they helped me just kind of kickstart this idea. Like, you can do this and we can help you make it. Because the idea of actually going into production and finding a factory and sourcing the materials and getting getting the drawings, it's exhausting. The wind formers in studio are... I mean, it's still, we're still tinkering and noodling and it just, it's, it's a never ending process. But to feel like I had this team in support to help really bring it to life, then all the ideas just started rolling. Within a week, we had this, the Barbie doll prototype working and then they got their, Barbie doll the Barbie, Barbie doll pro- prototype. Okay. We got their team working on drawings. I had made a life-size version out of tin foil and duct tape. I mean, literally. (laughs) Okay. Then uh, we got into the drawings, and then you start 3D prints and, you know, choosing materials, choosing colors. And so these are working prototypes we have here. They're now in my studios. I'm teaching with them all the time. It's
0: so fun. So you
1: put your arms or legs through there? Yes. Okay. I was just going
0: to ask this because I've seen it a bunch. Obviously, I follow you and your work and what you're doing. And I was trying to explain to Sherry exactly what it was, and I said, you know, it's kind of like that ring, you know, the ring, the if you've ring. taken a Pilates exactly. class ever in your life, or you've probably even seen it at the gym, mm-hmm. yoga, whatever, Absolutely. and it's like that, but you have options. But so much better,
2: right? So the ring is impossibly, but somehow both too wide and too narrow at the same time. Yeah. So if you hold it in your arms, it's too narrow and you're kind of impinging on your shoulder joints. That's not feeling great, right? And then if you put it between your ankles, your legs go too wide and you're not aligned with your hip insertion points, and then it's too wide. And especially if you are petite, then your stance is really wide. Like a trucker stance. then they tell you
0: just to squeeze it harder, and you're like, hold on. But now now I'm compromising my form. Compromising
2: everything, and I'm dumping into the low back and all of these things that we really don't want. It's also very light and flimsy. So it's, if you, if you tear one apart, which oh, I have done. Oh, they've popped now out of done, my legs before, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Boom. They go flying, the, um, the little rubber pads, they disintegrate. So as a, as a studio owner, we're replacing them constantly. They're cumbersome. The clients didn't like the experience they were having. And myself as a movement expert, I didn't like the experience I was providing with it. So I said, this is, this is what, this is my first order of business is to improve upon this. So. I'll hand each of you one. So the Woundecore
0: is... This one has glitter.
2: Isn't that fabulous? We're, we're testing exactly how much, <laughs> how much sparkle it will have. So you can feel that it's sturdier, but it still has flex. A little give. Here. It has yep. some give, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's 1.3 pounds. So it gives us just enough feedback yeah. so that when you do have it around your ankles, around your calves, in your hands, even just sitting here, guys, like... Press in on it, and you're gonna feel your core light up just oh, by yeah. pressing in on it. You oh, can't yeah. well, like because it doesn't really have give it do, the it, long way exactly. So it like it, it has yeah. some Ugh. feedback. Oh look, but it works not, your boobs, look right? <laughs> 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 That's why I really made it. Don't tell anyone. <laughs>
1: The
2: boob workout. So I mean, and the first thing is everyone looks at it and they say, "Oh yeah, I get it, thigh master." And like, okay, yeah, you can do that too. So you, can if you put want it, to, yeah, put it between your thighs. We're even using it, you know, behind our back, and it's great for tricep and middle back posture movement. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Try this because even while we're just sitting. If you bring it back behind your head, it opens through the shoulders and you can open the spine. This is so nice for all of this forward, you know, COVID posture
1: we've developed. And and the computer screen um, neck and all that stuff. That's exactly right. Now, can you do squats
2: in these? Are these good to put your ankles in and do squats? Absolutely. And what it does is it keeps you organized so your knees aren't dropping in and out. It's going to give you feedback on the outer line of your body, which in turn then passes energy to the inner line I of the body. I feel like you can put this in a suitcase too, because it's only one person. So you're not going like, to. I assure you that I've been stopped at JFK for having one of these in my. My and they're like what is what this, is this I have gotten
0: stopped at JFK for worse things in my suitcase on romantic <laughs> oh are you going to tell that story <laughs> no, <laughs> no I am, I am not, not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> this is going to report
2: back on that Sherry's going to report back on mint cleanup but <laughs> I always like I always
0: travel with a set of bands and a ring does it
2: because it's in a, a yeah. travel carry on it's like you had to and smash ankle it ankle weights it. are too heavy An- ankle weights are too heavy they'll stop you for that too oh I've been for my ankle
1: weights and my three pound hand weights yes
2: absolutely so this is really light you can even toss it in a backpack very easily it's small enough to go into a backpack but you can see that it's wide enough where I'm not pinching in on my shoulders and I've tested it now with hundreds and hundreds of clients and it's just bonkers to see their faces light up they get it in exercises that they've not gotten before so like a teaser or a boat pose if you do yoga
0: so often that's like oh
2: the front of my hips this sucks I hip hate flexors so I throw much. stuff
0: into my I have to point my toes out and I don't want to yep, but exactly. otherwise it's going it to dump my hip flexors. takes it away so what would you because I feel like there's a lot of women out there not just women a lot of people in general but there's a lot of people that have a great idea and they don't know how to make it come to fruition and even as you said it has been such a long process and it is a lot of hiccups and you had this idea years ago and it's just now coming together and so I I would say that obviously patience and perseverance are a part of that but now going through the experience if you were going to give someone advice for an invention to just be birthed into the world what would it be?
2: First thing you want to do is find a team who can help you execute it and not expect yourself to do the whole process, right? Like I could sculpt it for the Barbie doll, but I don't know how to do a mechanical drawing. I don't have a 3D printer. I don't even have connections to source this and really work with experts who come up with questions and input that I didn't even know need to be asked. So with the Wonderformer I did just kind of muddle through and do it on my own As I was pregnant with my son, I had my window former and my son the same week um, when they came out. They came out. Oh, you just love making life difficult. (laughs) I really do. I really do. And this this process, because I did rely heavily on my development team, we are going to be launching a little less than a year from when I sculpted that first Barbie doll. Little that's ring. A,
1: I mean, that's pretty.
2: That's pretty quick fast. to get all the way to market, especially with all the COVID delays, yeah. because China's been shut down on more than one occasion. And then just to get the product here, the shipping is astronomical at this point. So we're having to really um, find the best path forward. But but relying on the people around you on a team are really, it it's a really critical way to get things done better and faster and and just without without so many hiccups. So right. That's and, critical. and your
1: clients helped you with this. So, so they're team, doing
2: all the testing and then my of. client who came to me Lauren, she was she was the one who said, "I can help you with a product. You should have a product in this space. You know, you're you're a really masterful teacher and there's no reason why you're not sharing this outside of your studio walls." And it just got my wheels turning because during COVID, that was a real thing where in everything person, was on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Everything, was, everything, on everything Zoom was on Zoom and Zoom. I could no longer You know, adjust their pelvis or adjust their shoulders or, you know, give them cues in person. And this tool allows them to connect to their core in every movement and stay organized. This is all about staying organized so that even if you're doing a squat, Mm -hmm. your core is on fire. Your core is working like crazy in a way that usually people are like, oh, that's about my peach. You know, I'm going to lift my booty and do some squats. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's not waste time. Let's get our core while we're at it.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, your core should always be on and always be. And it is by default, but with a more intention. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So you would say, what would you say to, I mean, you drew your bed, you came up with a new, more functional, you know, uh, Pilates bed, Pilates system, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say to female entrepreneurs who outside of a product launch, but just have an idea? Like, how did you get started? I mean, I know you said you sketched your bed but then did you go to investors? Did you reach out on, I don't know, Craigslist? I mean, how do you do it? <laughs> I
2: did it. I did it, honestly, through just my network of people I knew. I went, asked my business manager, like, hey, do you know a factory? Literally, like, that do you know of, a factory? Do you know yeah. a factory? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I think I do, you know, and, and ended up meeting with the group that make them here in the outskirts of Los Angeles. So the, the machines for the studios are made in the USA, But it's all about just like taking that leap and trusting yourself that you know that this is an outstanding idea. And I don't know if you've read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, but it's the whole idea that the universe is giving you this idea. It is a gift and it's not going to wait for you forever. And so I'm a big proponent of jump, start, there's no moment better than this moment. You're never going to feel completely ready. You're never mm-hmm. going to have all the funding in place. I was down to two hundred and seventeen dollars in my bank account when I opened my second studio. Mm. I mean, like nail-biting stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I trusted and I knew that I that I was going to work really, really hard to make this work, and it and it has, you know, luckily worked really well. But the idea of not waiting so long so that the idea leaves you and, and lights upon someone else. It
0: happens because you see people all the time that say, I had that idea and someone else did it. That's exactly right. And it was such a unique idea. How did someone else come mm-hmm. up with this? It's just that it is is floating around in the ether, mm-hmm. in the universe. It's all vibration. It's all mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't do something with it, someone else will. I think there's also something to be said about having faith in your own resilience. Because yes. even if you say, I'm going to take this leap and my investor falls through or it does not work out you might be disappointed but saying okay well if this doesn't work it's, it wasn't meant to be and I need to move on to the next thing because I have faith Absolutely. in my own abilities to, and to pick myself to up and, and find
2: something next and that's what I want to share with my children is this idea of resiliency because you know I can give them education I can give them skills I can give them tools But all of those might not always work out in the way they hope. So resiliency is critical.
1: I mean, and adversity, because life is supposed to be hard. Anything worth living for and any idea that you have that could change your life, nothing that's in your brain that is going to be birthed by you literally is easy. I mean, birthing a kid is not easy. The nine months we bake and then when it comes out the oven is not easy. So I always tell people... When they have an idea or they do something, and I'm like, nothing, marriage is not easy, raising kids is not easy, but they're both worth it.
0: Well, you have to, there's that, uh, there's this thing that floats around that says, eating healthy is hard, but dealing with chronic disease is harder, right? So you're always choosing. A version of heart. There's
2: always going to be some challenge, right? And when you are then unexpectedly faced with adversity, when I was diagnosed with cancer, like I was arguably the healthiest person in the room. And yeah. I only know one person, I won't name any names, <laughs> who eats a little healthier than I do. But it's, it's, it was such a shock on so many levels. But going into it so strong, so healthy, nothing else to deal with, nothing else to have to attend to other than let's just kick cancer's ass and that is our sole focus right now being healthy having good habits having good movement habits good eating habits it allowed my team and myself to really fight the cancer find that resiliency and just keep going because it's going to throw you curveballs life's going to throw curveballs and you better be ready to handle them
0: i think that you are a really really big cheerleader and you really advocate for balance in general Mm -hmm. in life that is i work really hard I spend a lot of time with my family, I eat clean, but I also like to have a treat, I exercise a bunch, I also like to have a cocktail, and we are huge fans of that here at Team Tequila Talks as well. One thing that I think that you can speak for individually is you have been through cancer and chemo, and obviously that is a lot for anyone to go through, and you just... You just came through it with the best attitude and you came out on the B side and you were so resilient. We were just talking about resiliency, resilience in general, right? If people are going through a chronic illness or a difficult diagnosis, what would be just sort of some advice or just a nice thought um, that people could really hang on to to get to the B side of that with that same positivity that you've had?
2: I think it's important to really just trust and believe in your ability to heal. Your body's ability to heal. And a lot of times people are like, "Oh, I thought you were all into, you know, hippy dippy stuff and essential oils and meditation and then you did chemo and it's like, yeah, I all, all of the you above. You do both, yeah. All of the above. It doesn't have to be an either or. So I think it's really important to keep your mental game strong while you're going through something like a devastating diagnosis like this. There was no promise that I was going to survive. And so it's nothing short of a miracle that I did. But I also always believed that I would. And people say, oh, were you ever afraid that you wouldn't make it? No. I really just, until I knew otherwise, I believed I was going to get through this and do everything I could to get there. So if you can find in yourself to stop googling yeah i encourage for everyone google. to not google and to stay focused on what you can control in the moment and for me a par- a big part of that was meditation i chose to do get deeper into guided meditations which really helped to keep my head clear and also i continue to preach this that movement heals if it is a walk around your living room, it is a walk around your living room. If it is a breathing exercise, because you cannot move, because there were days where I could not move, absolutely not at all. And then there are workouts online of me leading full workouts with not one strand of hair on my head. So it really is what you're up to, what you're up for that day. But move, intentional movement heals, even if it is a breathing mm-hmm. movement if within your body, Your body does not really know the difference between lifting your arm or thinking about lifting your arm. I
1: mean, that's really powerful because basically what you're saying is you have to like manifest your best. You know, you're like sitting there and you're like, I'm manifesting life right now because I'm not going to think anything other than just life and living. And I believe you're so strong that even if they told you otherwise, because I've had family members had crazy diagnosis and they're like, nope. I'm healed. I'm healed. And they just repeat it every day, all day. And you're like, mm, it's not looking good. Look for that. Look for,
2: you know, I watched a documentary on Netflix, I think. And it was, I think it was called Healed or Healing. And it was about how people had used their thoughts and the power of their thoughts to heal. And think about, for me also, some days were so freaking hard that it w- people are like, oh, one day at a time, like, no, no, I can't, I can't shoot that far ahead right now. Oh, well, one hour at a time. Nope, nope, nope. It was literally one breath at a time. Get through this next breath. Because some of those moments are so brutal that that's what you have. But that's what that's something good to focus on. Instead of I'm not going to get through this focus on I'm going to fo- I'm going to keep breathing. I'm going to breathe in one more breath. I'm going to breathe in one more breath. And then it carries you through eventually onto the other side.
0: I am a big believer in the energy and working with the universe and the greater collective spiritually, and I'm a total fucking hippie. Mm. Why were we friends, girl? The <laughs> but there are a lot of people out there, and even just in conversations with some of my friends, they'll say, "Well, it's really hard for me to subscribe to that school of thought because I don't know if I believe in energy. I don't know if I believe in." Mindset, etc., etc., and so I'm gonna say that even if you are not familiar with the concept of energy and frequency or a connection with the universe, you're still wanting to experience something negative in the best possible mindset because you can either worry about something awful and then the bad thing happens. Or you just do the best that you can and if the bad things happen, you deal with it then. All you're really doing is breaking down your spirit if you're in a negative mindset. So whether you believe in energy, spirituality, uh, religion, any higher powers at all, at the end of the day, just being in this body in this moment, you still have power over the way that you are viewing your situation. And you can choose to be miserable or you can just choose to be a little bit less miserable because you can still sit there and say, my situation fucking sucks, but I'm going to find one thing to be optimistic about or I'm going to find one thing to be grateful for just to take the burden off of myself. Because if I have something like a a horrible diagnosis or something traumatic happened to me, Mm -hmm. even if it's not something health related, Mm -hmm. you can sit there and make you can actually make it worse in your brain mm-hmm. and it takes a toll on you physically and you're not right. sleeping as well and you're anxious so I just think from a physical perspective not even word, not even talking about the yeah. spiritual just isolating the physical effects having at least hope or optimism or gratefulness even if you're in a negative space is just going to take a little bit of that weight
1: off your shoulders it totally does and I had a friend we had a similar conversation to this she was going through a really hard time and she was like, you're trying to tell me to bury my head in the sand. She took it differently than what I meant it, but I understood that interpretation. Mm-hmm. Because when someone's saying, I'm not saying push, you're not saying push forward, push through, you're saying, just where's the sunlight? Just like, right. where's the sunlight? Right. You know, just find your light. And I feel, and so I had- I'm I was stuck like, in traffic, but I love this song. Right, right. And it's not changing. You're still st- stuck in traffic, but you got some joy in traffic. And I was trying to tell her, oh, I'm not trying to tell you to just- dis- bury your head in the sand and pretend I, that it's not bad right no because that's also not good mm-hmm. you know you got to face the music eventually but you can face it in a way that's more giving yourself a little more grace a little more ease 100 yep. percent. can I
2: take like 20 seconds and we'll yep. do a little like example of why this is so okay yes. so close your eyes and if you're listening and it's safe to do so close your eyes ready take a deep breath you can exhale <laughs> keep breathing all right no No, 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 no. Take a breath again. Keep breathing. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Open your eyes and I guarantee you, you felt different. Yeah, you feel way lighter with the second.
0: Yeah, and
2: I watch. I do this with training with my team because we always approach our clients from a yes, lifting up, positive perspective. For this exact reason, I watched you both kind of collapse a little bit as I was saying no, like externally, like coming in towards the center, like oh god, protecting yourself. And then when I said yes, the first time you both got a smile on your face, their eyes were closed, and they both started sitting taller and breathing easier. Yeah.
0: I mean. Super simple. So that's a super quick trip. Uh, super quick trip. Oh, my gosh. This is where the cocktails came. in. <laughs> that is a super quick trip trick that you can use Mm -hmm. and and we've talked before about even if you can meditate for a minute or less than Mm -hmm. a minute when you just take a second to close your eyes take a breath and regroup and and not even necessarily say I'm having such a shit day and all of a sudden everything is wonderful it's just about neutralizing the negative thoughts and resetting it's a good old unplug I did it yesterday I was having like a total panic stressed
2: out moment surrounding one and the launch and it was a very exciting like person who had asked for a sample and i couldn't find the packaging that i wanted to send and i was freaking out yeah, take and breath. i took three deep breaths and it was like okay and the rest of my day was Just it was re-group. not smooth sailing
0: but it was but better. i lost that spiral chaos You're stopping sense. the spiral. You yes. might not go, you might not rebound entirely right. but you are stopping yourself
1: from spiraling out of control. What i like to do and what helps when you're in a really negative space to do that is when you're in a really good space and good things are happening, and if you start practicing meditating in the good moments, mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of get used to doing something. Yes. You don't want to bad.
0: Pick, pick that up when you're in a negative headspace. <laughs> <No, laughs> it's like going
1: to the gym, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And then when the bad happens, you automatically know how to fall in and mm-hmm. drop into 100%. a space. That's like you're more...
0: revisiting as opposed to trying to find something out for the first time.
2: And when I was spending all of this time in the hospital, and I was there for weeks on end more than once, and it was... One of the only ways that I could really transcend that, like, woe is me, pity party, and I had a moment or two of that, of course, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a tool that I had in my toolbox to keep my brain and keep my focus on that resilient, experience and on that resiliency focus to get through it
0: so build your yeah. toolbox look into whatever type of meditation works for you because we know it's different for everybody Absolutely. amy thank you for being here with You're us amazing. check out wonder and the wound decor yes, we will and, and nobody's gonna judge you if you have tequila in your toolbox as well mm-hmm. so that is a tool <laughs> like subscribe all those things team tequila talks thanks for listening